Welcome to the study of purpose. This is Riley Kuffner and Aaron Feigelman reporting to you this time from our homes in Santa Monica and Benicia, California. We're stuck here due to the coronavirus, hi Aaron. That's right, Riley. Another day in paradise. It's a Saturday, but it feels like any other day to me. <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of blurring together at this point. So, I mean, you're whole up in Benicia living at your mom's place, right? Right, yep. Just me and, me and mom here just uh, living the life. Okay, right on. And uh, what's your day-to-day looking like? Ooh, well, um, let's see. Start off, usually try to go get outside, walk around, run around, just get some exercise. Kind of helps to, helps, helps to, you know, helps, helps get out of the house. Um, what am I doing? I sometimes go on drives, driving around. It's kind of crazy. It's like ghost town. Like no one's really out. Um, but it's been beautiful. I mean, the weather's been beautiful. You know, it's been like super clear, not too much pollution, which has just been amazing. Um, and yeah, so just been a lot of time for thinking, a lot of like existential thinking. And <laughs> I mean, I, I thought, what, what's the best we can do to make the most of the situation? Well, do something from home, make a podcast. So that's sort of, you know, what Riley and I decided to do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, Aaron and I are both basically existentialists. You know, we, we spend, you know, time thinking about, you know, our place in the universe and whatnot. And, you know, especially in these past couple of weeks here with the coronavirus, because it's, you know, changing society as we know it, at least temporarily. But potentially there are long lasting ramifications of this. And so Aaron came to me and said, Hey, I mean, I saw this LinkedIn post and this guy was saying, um, you know, a perfect time to go ahead and start a podcast is now because people are stuck inside anyways. And we're using all these virtual communication tools like Zoom and Hangouts and whatnot. And so I love the idea. And, you know, kind of exploring what we wanted to do, you know, Aaron and I are both social entrepreneurs at the moment. And we'll talk about that briefly. So, we, you know, we wanted to go out and find similar people uh, related in that field. But in really like digging into the more core um, mission, you know, behind why we're even doing that, we realize that it's really a sense of, of purpose that we have with the world. And, um, you know, we're, we've thought about this purpose, but we're still not really sure what it is and what it means. And we recognize that, you know, this idea of purpose means a lot of different things to different people. And so, you know, we both um, thought it would be a great idea to make this the center of our podcast to study purpose and what it means for people, what it means for the world. And we really think it could be a lifetime pursuit. And so uh, today is the day that we're kicking it off. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I think every single person can somehow relate to. And it's something that's not really discussed very often because it it is something I think a lot of people don't think about, you know, all the time, but it's worth sort of digging into because in pursuit of learning, you know, what your own purpose is, you learn a lot about yourself. And that's sort of the goal of this to share sort of what, what, what drives us to do what we do. Yeah. And then just some, you know, kind of disclaimers off the bat, at least from like my uh, perspective of this, you know, in, in my opinion, we're, we're not pursuing purpose with some sort of like end goal of, of figuring out what it is. Cause I don't think that we can ever figure out what it is. You know, we can spend a lifetime studying this and, and never get to that point. And so it's about the journey. You know, it's, it's about the process of this exploration and recognizing that that in itself 
is enough. There doesn't have to be a destination that we're working towards. And maybe along the way, we recognize that you know, purpose is a lot of uh, BS anyways, and doesn't actually have um, the significance that a lot of people, you know, feel that it does. But I'm not necessarily, you know, sure. And so that's what we're really setting out to find out. And, you know, we wanted to record these conversations and these interviews that we're going to have with people so that you guys could go on the journey with us and follow on along the way. And we really want it to be an interactive experience uh, where we can explore, you know, this idea and, and understand, you know, our place in the universe. Yeah, it's going to be a journey. And we think that, well, my personal opinion, we'll get more into this in future episodes, that, you know, purpose is it's all directly related to happiness. And, you know, it all comes down to, I think, what makes you happy, whether that be, you know, helping others, um, yeah, you know, your own family, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting trying to kind of dig into people who are in very different, very different circumstances, people who work in and do things in, you know, cooking and social entrepreneurship, politics. It's going to be very interesting to dig into that and kind of get a sense of why, why people do what they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so, so let's start off here, kind of talking about our background, Aaron, and, and how we got to you know know each other. Because I kind of forget, honestly. I remember it was it was freshman year of college, yeah. and uh, Aaron and I both went to UCLA. Uh, we graduated in the uh, in twenty nineteen. I graduated spring of twenty nineteen. Aaron graduated in in the winter. And we kind of met when we were starting off with the Solar Decathlon project, which was a student competition for designing and building a net zero energy home and competing against other universities. So what do you remember about that, Aaron? Yeah, I think my first memory of meeting you is in a, you know, I heard about this competition. I think it, I thought it was super um, cool to be building such a, you know, like a, like a solar powered house, which was at the time, you know, pretty exciting and still is. I, I have a background in solar. I did a lot of work in solar when I was a student in high school. So I thought, you know, why not continue that and try to make an impact at UCLA? And Riley was, you know, heading that project, and we kind of just became buddies from there. Um, we we ended up working on this project for a couple years, pivoting into um, company, you know, an organization that Riley named Bruin Home Solutions, and it was sort of a a parent organization of many engineering. Uh, sustainability clubs or groups within UCLA. I did some work on designing an HVAC system for um, a competition. Um, Riley, you want to talk about some of the other things that we did? Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of set off with this concept of building a solar home because that was the competition and that's what it was about. And along the way, you know, through, you know, my research and my journey in this, you know, I got really excited about the idea of building an all-inclusive, self-sustaining home. So a home that could not only produce its own electricity, but also produce its own food and uh, collect, you know, some of its own water too really provide everything that people need to live. And so that became, you know, kind of the, the focus of what we're going towards. However, uh, the competition was suspended. It was originally going to be in 2019, but it was suspended indefinitely in, I think it was the summer of 2017, you know, and so there was an administration change in the U.S., the U.S. Department of Energy um, competition. And I think that the competition in, in general was kind of like restructuring. And so, you know, that was put on pause. 
Uh, and so we pivoted to doing the same types of things using the same technologies, uh, but focusing on them on the UCLA campus. And so, you know, like Aaron said, he was designing a sustainable HVAC system for a different competition. But we also went ahead and we built a Volkswagen Beetle uh, electric car. Uh, so we got this old, uh, you know, beat up bug from the desert, did a complete restoration of the, of the exterior of it, the interior, um, put in refurbished uh, Tesla batteries, designed the whole powertrain and made it a stick shift electric car, which is a super cool project. We built a large scale green wall on the UCLA campus up at the, the Luskin School of Public Affairs for graduate students so they could go out and pick their own leafy greens and herbs and whatnot to cook, to cook in this uh, little graduate student um, kitchen area. We also uh, pursued projects like training a bunch of students at UCLA, like over 100 students on the LEAD program, uh, which is Leadership in Environmental and Energy Design, a USGBC green building standard. Uh, and then basically took these students that we trained uh, and united them behind going into campus buildings and identifying ways to make them more energy and water efficient. And we were actually successful in um, creating these reports and then convincing the university that some changes could be made in order to you know, increase efficiency and ultimately you know, save money for them. And so those were you know, kind of our core projects while I was there. Uh, this student group is still going on, the legacy of, of Aaron and I at, at UCLA, and they're doing great stuff. And so they actually just submitted their design proposal for the solar decathlon competition for 2020. So it, it was put back on uh, one year delayed, however, and so they went ahead and competed in that. Um, they're doing fascinating research on um, these new types of darkling beetles that are actually able to consume styrofoam. It, you know, it's an incredible phenomenon that these beetles can consume styrofoam, decompose it, because we don't know of anything else that could do that right now. They're designing an aquaponics system. So similar to hydroponics, only it produces its own, uh, produces fish and uh, vegetables and herbs and whatnot simultaneously in a closed loop system and a variety of other, you know, research. And so it's some really interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just curious, out of curiosity, how much like money did it take? You know, has has BHS required to do everything that it's doing, in its in its time that it's been alive? Yeah. So BHS, we um, while I was at the club, we had raised uh, over one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars to support these projects, and so this came from you know generous donations from the university itself with grants. Uh, we won a special competition to support that hydroponics. Uh, that aquaponics research initiative, and then also corporate sponsorships. It's a 501c3 um, nonprofit donation. And so, you know, these companies can, can write off that donation on their tax returns. Um, and we we're really fortunate to get support for what we we're doing because it was cool stuff that, you know, hopefully can um, go and, and change the world uh, in, a, in a positive way. And so, Aaron, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, what you're working on right now after graduating college and kind of what your, you know, career progression was as well and maybe how, you know, BHS played into that. Right, yeah. So ever since I was in high school, I sort of always knew that I wanted to do work on uh, climate change and that was sort of my, what I thought was my purpose. And, um, you know, in high school, I did work with solar panels. Uh, I started an initiative to get um, a couple million dollars with the solar panels all over my school district in Benicia. And it just felt great. It just felt so great to be working on climate change. And I know it's such an important topic that doesn't get a lot of attention, although it's getting more now, luckily. 
And in um, college, I, you know, I sought out like-minded people like Riley and we kind of just, you know, it was a small community of people, very few, especially in the beginning, about five to 10 of us grew to like probably close to a hundred, um, by the end of, you know, college at Bruno Solutions. Um, and I did some work when I was in college, you know, various renewable energy companies, Tesla, a company called Katera, and just really, you know, I really enjoyed it. And by the end of it, I sort of came to the realization that you know I want to work on things that not that that are not getting enough attention, that, you know, related to climate change and and one of the topics that I've been hearing a lot about in um, the news, especially in the last year or two, is recycling and how you know the U.S. Is just recycling and, and waste of agriculture, and it's just not you're not getting enough attention, um, especially in the U.S. In Europe, there's much more startup attention and company attention on it. So I figured, hey, you know, I, 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 I like working on things that not a lot of people are focusing on. So I decided to try to find it in an area where um, some work could be done. And I decided that I think, I think we, we really are, you know, super positive about composting. But in reality, like composting is, is not that great. I mean, it's really second. It's really second worst to just landfill putting, putting our agriculture. Agriculture, we're really not making the most of all the agricultural waste that we produce. There's you know hundreds of pounds of oils and antioxidants in the agriculture that we that um, but just goes to the landfills and 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 at best I guess compost. So I, I'm kind of focusing now on developing systems and technologies to really extract all the useful components in agricultural waste, and I'm focusing on coffee. Um, so the Collar Project is a startup that I founded last year that is um, focused on designing these processes to make products out of coffee. So like oils and antioxidants, even things like cellulose for bioplastics. Um, I'm working on that now, still pretty early on, but um, it's been great. So um, yeah, Riley, what are you what are you up to, man? Yeah, I think that's you know fascinating stuff, Aaron. I'm as you know a big fan of the project, and Aaron and I you know help each other out as we're working on these different ventures, because it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. I'm also, I started a company after graduating school. My company is called Miravel, and we're building off of this concept of also tackling a lot of the food problems in our society. You know, in the United States, for example, food comes from over a thousand miles away on average to cities, the fresh food, like produce, different types of different greens and herbs. And by the time it gets to the grocery store, it's already three to 10 days old. So this stuff isn't fresh. You buy it, put it in the refrigerator. And I don't know about you, but a lot of this stuff ends up going bad um, after just a few days after that. And so 38% of all the produce that we, we create in our country ends up getting thrown away and just completely wasted. And as a result, we're, we're wasting a lot of resources. We're wasting water, uh, we're wasting land, we're wasting electricity. Uh, wasting a lot of people's time on that. And that all equates to money. You know, we're wasting over $165 billion each year in the U.S. in this inefficient agriculture system. And so we have a very simple concept to decentralize how this works. And rather than producing produce out in, you know, these farms that are in central locations, we want to decentralize that and produce it as close to the end user as possible. And so we've created a device um, that empowers everyone, whether it be people or businesses, to grow their own fresh food. 
Um, and so this is a fully autonomous system. It's smart with IoT connectivity, a computer vision and machine learning program that enables us to tweak variables to continue iterating uh, and improving our growth protocols. It is modular so that you know it's a single device, about 30 inches by 30 inches. You hang on the wall just like a picture. It looks really nice. It's made out of craft wood materials, but you can also connect them together, tile together any kind of wall surface. So it you know, snaps simply together. It's also for indoor and outdoor use. And so we are slight modifications that we can do for an outdoor system as well. And uh, our mission is you know, really to fix these issues that we see in, in agriculture and also to empower people, individuals, to lead more healthy, sustainable lives. And so this ultimately goes into you know, the same kind of vision um, that I had for homes that could be self-sustaining. Um, and that is a life mission of mine, is to work on providing uh, resources for people in a much, much more efficient way, such that uh, we can get to the point where we're maximizing free time because people have their resources taken care of. And you know that's a whole other uh, philosophical you know, journey that we can get into and, and discuss um, and it's slightly political, but I believe that through technology, we can provide resources for people so that they have you know, comfort in their lives. And rather than having to work you know, tough jobs um, that consume all their time just to make ends meet, we can instead break that cycle um, and they can invest the time that they have in personal development. And so kind of the next stage upon that is, you know, what does that personal development uh, mean? And, and that's where this podcast comes in. It's in, you know, helping guide people through that process of thinking about themselves in, in the world and, you know, giving them the tools once you, you know, ideally do have the time to go out and, and invest in yourself. You know, what is that next step? Uh, and so that's what we're trying to get on today. Exactly. And I think it's not just Riley and I who are trying to find this. I think a lot of people who are in all, all, you know, of all ages trying to figure out what is their purpose. And the best way of learning is just looking at other people's journeys to have found that and just learning from them. So that's our, that's our goal here. Yeah. And so, you know, Aaron and I are, you know, examples in that to a certain degree anyways, because I think that we both, you know, at least for right now found, you know, what we want to be working on and, um, you know, our, our purpose for, you know, our, our momentary lives. And one of the first things that, you know, Aaron and I went ahead and did was to define purpose. And so, you know, we looked it up on Google and all of you guys can go ahead and do this. I, I highly recommend this exercise when you're, you know, truly trying to, to dive into a concept is just learn, you know, what the, the core definition is, at least how our society accepts that today. And so purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the meaning of life here, right? The, the age old existential, you know, philosophical question that we've been asking for, for thousands of years. So, you know, we'll, we'll kick it off and we're actually going to start with ourselves. Um, and so, you know, this has been, you know, a great time to sit down with, you know, all of you and, and discuss, you know, what our podcast is going to be about. But Aaron and I are going to start by digging into our own, you know, personal motivations. And so um, Aaron is going to interview me in the next episode. 
And then um, I will interview Aaron. And so you will, you know, get to hear about our own, you know, personal conceptions about, you know, our purpose, how we, you know, got to the point on where we are today, uh, what we are, you know, still working on and, and thinking about. And then after that, uh, we'll take it from there and, and have a lineup of uh, really cool guests um, already in mind for you guys. So we're looking forward to it and uh, excited to go on this journey. Yeah, man. Looking forward to the journey. It's going to be dope. Right on. All right. Well, everyone have a wonderful day and um, continue in your pursuit of fulfillment and purpose. Thank you, guys.